What's up, world? Welcome to another episode of the Brand New Show. As you know, I am Brand New, and like always, all podcast platforms everywhere. It's Brand New Show. Uh, social media platforms: Instagram, TikTok, Threads, Facebook. Brand New Show. And of course, of course, of course, <sighs> YouTube channel. Brand New Show, man. I hope you guys enjoy this tonight. I am doing something very special now. As you know. This is Life and Times Music, man. This is Life and Times Music. And like I said, I'm doing something very special tonight. I am starting something that I'm going to try to do every other night now so I can get this right. Um, so I do a top 10 list. Everybody knows that. If you know this podcast, you know what I do. But tonight, I am doing a very special list. I'm doing... A very special top 10 list to celebrate and commemorate, commemorate, oh my god, I spelled, said that shit wrong, uh, to honor the 50 years of hip-hop, the great 50 years of hip-hop, man. So tonight, I am doing my, keyword, my top 50 hip-hop songs to me. Can't speak for everybody else, y'all can have your own list, do your own shit. Go ahead. Uh, I hope you do. Um, hope this inspires you to do one. Um, but yeah, these are my favorite, to me, my top 50 hip-hop songs I've ever heard in my life. Uh, and I remember the times when I heard these songs, why I love them so much. So tonight, I will be doing 50 to 41. Now, like I said, I hopefully uh, begin back into it over the week. Um which makes it even better that I can start it tonight because the Saints don't play until Thursday, so I can do that episode and then, you know, drop that on a Friday and do this. But, excuse me, but tonight I will be starting my 50, 50 to 41. Um, so, and like I said, every other night I will try to record these episodes, get them out to you guys before the end of the year. And, um, I will also be doing uh, my top 10 uh, hip-hop producers ever. And I don't know if I'm going to do 50 greatest hip-hop rap albums. That's a hard-ass list to really do, and that's even harder. So I'll probably do my top 10 uh, greatest rap albums. I've done it before with my family, but I've never done it by myself. So yeah, it's going to be pretty interesting. But um, excuse me. But let's get into it, man. So... Here we go. So I'm starting off at number 50 tonight. And today, my 50th greatest hip-hop song I've ever heard in my life. I'm going to take it back. Take it real back, man. And that is, coming in at number 50, is The Message by Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. Now, you probably think, well, you're a kid. How the hell do you know about The Message? Broken glass everywhere. People pissing on the stairs. People just don't care. Yeah, like, yeah, this was probably, like, one of the greatest records of hip-hop history. It literally showed a different level of what hip-hop lyrically can be if you actually give them that. Now, I'm not saying I don't love the Sugar Hill Gang's uh, hip-hop, the hippie, the hippie to the hill, hip-hop, you don't stop the rocket to the bang, bang, boogie, up, jump the boogie to the rhythm of the boogie to beat. I can do that. It's great. I love it. But at the same time, I think the message was better. 
because it really was a message a message in the message um it's one of the best songs of all time like i said it it created a new look on hip hop lyrically and the way people portrayed hip hop after it that hip hop isn't just about you know just putting words together it is actually something that matters to the community that it's coming from and so the message was one of those you know MC Molly Ma, I know, you know, he's been in the news recently for dissing Eminem <laughs> and dissing a lot of rappers. But if it wasn't for that man's contributions to this song, being the first rapper to jump off and do this song, the message, his verse, of course, off this hip-hop probably wouldn't be in the position that it's in. So thank you to that man and Grandmaster Flash and Nefarious Five for actually putting this song together. So the message is in my, starting off my list. At number 50. Coming in for 89. Again, this is my list. I know that this song might not be to you. But to me, it is definitely for 89. And that is Dreams and Nightmares. Meek Mill. Now, I know a lot of people are going to be like, what the fuck? You just went from the message, probably one of the greatest hip-hop songs of all time, to Dreams and Nightmares. That gets the club rocking. That's really where we're going with this. That's really where we're going with this. But here's the thing. Dreams and Nightmares is actually a Philly anthem. I've never seen a, a city take a, a song and just run with it. That is the anthem, man. I, you, know, you watch the Phillies or you watch the Eagles, man. It's the 76ers. That song is a calling card. But Dreams and Nightmares is probably one of the greatest intros probably to a rap album ever. I can actually honestly say that. I think it might be one of the greatest intros to a rap album ever. Meek Mill is definitely that guy. I mean, like, I get it because, you know, you're probably like, there's so many other songs you can put on this list. But to me, again, being young, I, you got to feel that energy, man. That shit's a different type of energy. Yeah, it, it's a turn up the club song, but it's also a song that sets the president for an entire city. Excuse me, an entire city, an entire mood. Like, it's a different type of energy, man. The beginning of that song, you hear what me pretty much was going through to get to this point in his life, and then who can't relate to that? Like, all of the shit he talked about, no people say they say, but I can't. Okay, whatever. But all of us have had dreams and all of us have had nightmares. And that is the fact of the matter is he's living his dreams. But listen to what his nightmares is like. You know what I'm saying? And now he's in this position. That's rare. And of course, you know, what his life has gone since then, to still be living his dream, that's pretty fucking rare. So, um, yeah, Meek Mill, Dreams and Nightmares comes in at number 49 to me. I got to give it its proper respect. That is, that is an anthem. It's a fucking anthem, man. You can hate it or not. It's a fucking anthem. Coming in at number 48, going back into it, is a song that probably launched a lot of rappers to say, wait, I can do that too? And that is, I need love. LL Cool J. It's one thing for LL Cool J 
a lot of people, well, for a lot of kids like me that grew up, you probably didn't know LL Cool J was that dude. You've grown up only seeing him as a fucking actor. But he's probably one of the greatest rappers to ever do it. The man literally built Def Jam, Run DMC, Fat Boys, Beastie Boys. Like, he built Def Jam. One of the first artists to be signed. One of the youngest rappers ever. Uh, 16 years old when he got signed by Def Jam. Like, you know what I'm saying? And then this song comes out and it just launches him to another stratosphere. You know what I'm saying? So, um, and like I said, if it wasn't for this song, you probably wouldn't have the artists like Ja Rule, 50, DMX, Nelly. Not to mention every modern day rapper like Drake, Kendrick, Cole. If I Need Love doesn't become a massive fucking hit, you probably don't have this generation of rappers that can do that. Go go in and out of the rap and singing shit, shit so easily. So if it wasn't for this song, this ever probably wouldn't be the way it is. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but it's a thing. <laughs> I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but it's a thing. It's a, it's a thing. Um, but yeah, I Need Love is definitely on my list and it's at 48. Um, coming in at number 47. Speaking of one of the greatest to ever do it. They can have a master plan. Ooh, shit, man. Paid in full, man. Eric B. and Rod Kemp, man. I cannot knock that song. That song is one of the greatest songs of all time. You know it's real when they actually have to name a fucking entire movie after it. <laughs> nah, man. Rod Kemp is one of the greatest lyrical men to ever do it, man. He's one of the greatest to ever do it, man. Uh, paid in full launched into another conversation. This beat has been repeated, probably more beats, more hip-hop beats than ever. You know, it's one of those songs that just launched a career, but it also launched an entire era of different, of difference, you know. Like I said, LL Cool J was more of like, you know, the rapping, you know, I need love, shit like that. Not saying, you know, you know he wasn't one of those guys, but Rod Kim was a completely different animal in the 80s. Compared to LL Cool J. So, Paid in Full is one of those songs. That whole project, the Eric B. and Rod Kim album, is iconic. You know what I'm saying? So, um, Paid in Full should definitely be on, it's definitely on my list. Um, now, a lot of people have it higher than what I do, but I'm 29, bro. I'm not 40. Like, I, I, let it song. It's great. It's one of the greatest ever do it. But, hey, man, pay the four. It's 47 on my list. Now, coming in at 46. Again, I feel like I got to put a disclaimer whenever I put a song that I actually just love and I think is actually a really great song. And I look back at it and I'm like, that is actually, it was a really good fucking song. Like, I don't think people will give it that until we're, like, a couple years removed. But to me, personally, I think this song is really great. I think it actually, when it's all said and done, will be the song that I think really would define this person's legacy. Because cause to me, coming at 46 is Moment for Life by Nicki Minaj featuring Drake. I remember when this song came out and I remember when the album came out. Pink Friday was one of those albums that everybody was anticipating. It was one of the rare few times where you saw hip-hop 
anticipate, you saw the pop culture anticipate hip hop culture. Like they were anticipating this album. Nicki put the work in before this album came out to be Bonafide Superstar before this album came out. Excuse me. But then when it finally did come out and it became something, it was like, wow. Now she had a lot of hits off this project, but to me, Moment for Life was one of those songs. This is one of those songs that I remember when I was, you know, when his album came out, and at that time, Drake was just starting to really make a name for himself, but Nicki was the name, and I remember I did an episode a long time ago, and I said, people forget that Nicki was actually bigger than Drake at one point, because this was one of those songs. She actually was massive compared to Drake at that time. Now, you look at it, and like, oh, wow, Drake has completely superseded her, but at that time, Nicki was bigger than Drake, and this is one of those examples, because if you actually think about it, People were more excited for the feature. People were more excited for the song that Nikki, that this was just Nikki's song. And then Drake was on it. Like, that was like, okay, Drake's on this song. That's great. But Nikki killed this song. And I think that was the thing. Moment for Life is one of those songs that I think when it's all said and done, we're going to remember what is what. We're going to put it in the conversation of one of those hip hop songs. I'm just probably the first one to say it on camera <laughs> in a recording. But I think Moment for Life is one of them songs. It's gonna be I know it's probably already been a graduation song. It's it's one of those, man. And I think that when when like I said, when it's all said and done ten, fifteen years later, we look back on it and be like, wow, Moment for Life was actually a really good fucking song. So I think, yeah. I had to put it on my list. I think it's one of those songs. Like I said, when I heard it for the first time, I was like, nah, this shit is actually dope as fuck. And Pink Friday is one of the best debut albums I think I've heard in modern history. So yeah. Coming in at number 45, again, this is my list. I feel like I said, I got to kind of put a fucking disclaimer every time I got to say this shit. Coming in at number 45, but I think everybody probably would agree with this, is my president, my president, Jeezy featuring Nas. You had to be in 2008 to understand why this song mattered so much. Like, if you don't remember where you was when Barack Obama won the presidency, bruh, you would not understand why this song is on this list. But to me, I was in middle school. I was in the eighth grade. I remember literally, it was like right before my freshman year in high school. And I remember literally that whole time period. Bruh, that was a different type of energy, man. 2008 was different, bro. Like, And then when this song came out, bro, it was just like, yo, we really do have a black president my president is black my lambo blue and i'd be goddamn if I, what he said i'd be goddamn if my rims and my rims ain't too my money is like green and my and my joints like gray anybody see, anybody see the way like what that that's broke to actually live man in that time period you had to understand like that song was encapsulating bro like you couldn't go anywhere without singing that shit, especially when he won. Man, I remember his inauguration day, man. We were blasting that shit. Like, my president is black. My Lambo blue. Hey, we were blasting that shit, bro. Like, that song was encapsulating, bro. Like, it was one of the best things to physically be alive to see that, man, in 2008. And to actually remember it and to be like, damn, we actually... Because you... you you know, we, we say this a lot, but it's true, man. That shit is the truest thing on the planet is that we, as kids, 
was told, yeah, you can be president one day, but you ain't really believe that shit. To physically see it is one thing. To hear it, to always wish you could be it, but to see it is a whole nother ball game. And this song encapsulated that feeling of being a kid growing up and now saying, wow, I actually did see a president that looked like me. That's crazy, man. So, yeah, so my president to me is definitely on this list because I remember that feeling. That's a different type of energy, man. That was a different type of – that was different. It was just a different a different type of energy, man, and I, I can't knock it. Coming in at number 44 on this list to me is Why by Jadakiss featuring Anthony Hamilton. Another song where I fuck with heavy. I think it don't get its proper respect and its proper due. Um, Jadakiss is one of the greatest rappers, but Jada didn't start getting called the, one of the greatest rappers until the fucking Dipset locks battle. Jada's always had hits. Now, we gonna make it. I love we gonna make it, but to me, why is that a song that made me realize, like, man, this is different. I've always loved why. Um, why is Jada kiss as hard as it come? Why is the why is the industry why is the industry designed to keep the artists in depth? And why my dude and why why we don't never get it popping when we party to death? Yo, he was asking real questions and that's real shit. Like, why Bush knocked down them towers? Why you around them cowards? Like, why can't and if it's all love, daddy, then why you coming with your nine? Like, yo, that shit was like real shit. Like, yo, like why aren't you a thug by choice? Why the whole world love my voice? Try to tell you that it's the real son. And, and I know why they made the new joints because I got on the old ones. That's why. Like, it was like, yo, that shit. Yo, that, that's real, man. Like, Jada, the whole song was real, bro. Like, and I fucked with it. I still to this day fuck with it. I think, it, like I said, don't give it, it gets its proper due. He said something in that song. He's like, why does the hardest, why the most uh, lyrical rappers don't sell but, we said the hardest shit, but we selling the least. Do you not think this is this generation? The, the, the niggas that's the most lyrical don't get that shine. And at least back in that day, Jada was on 106 and Park. They had videos. They had shit that pushed them. Now you don't have that anymore. What Jada, I think, said on that song is everything that's kind of happening with this era nowadays. Don't you think? And that's probably why I have it so high. Everything he kind of said on that song kind of starting to come to pass, man. And it's it's kind of interesting to have that. So, yeah, 44 to me, Why by Jadakiss. It's definitely on my list, man. I got to put it on here. One of the hardest songs on the planet to me, man. One of the hardest songs in hip-hop. Definitely. Coming in at number 43. Shook Ones, part two. Mob Deep. Oh, ho, ho, let's get to it. This shit hard. Now, we know this beat. You know the beat if you watched 8 Mile. This is the song where Eminem absolutely destroys Papa Dot. Just absolutely the instrumental where he just absolutely killed Papa Dot. Um, but... This is one of the greatest hip-hop songs of all time, man. Mob Deep is one of the greatest groups. Rest in peace, the Prodigy. Um, but for them to be that young, 18, 19 years old, 18, yeah, 17, 18, 19 years old, producing their own beats, um, 
and still killing shit, bro, that's hard to fucking do. But they did it. And this is why I feel like this generation don't understand why that last generation is just different. It's built different. You know what I'm saying? These kids, they, they were kids too. But they had that hunger. They had that. They didn't know if a label was going to fuck with them. They didn't know if people was going to listen to their songs. And Shook Ones is one of the best examples. Now, I know a lot of people probably say Quiet, uh, Quiet Storm. But this is the song that I feel like really launched uh, Mob Deep into another stratosphere, man. This is one of them songs, man. It's still one of the greatest instrumentals of all time in hip-hop history. That fucking beat is hard, nigga. That shit is hard, man. Fuck. You hit on 8 Mile, you're like, damn, that hard. But like, you go listen to the instrumental by itself, just block. Boy, that bitch is fucking hard, man. Yeah. So Sugar Ones is definitely on my list. Coming in at 42 on my list. We gonna be all right. The, yeah, Kendrick Lamar, all right, man. I cannot knock. Now, to me, Kendrick is my third guy. I don't, I've always said that. I think J. Cole is the best rapper. Drake is the best artist. Kendrick makes the best consistent albums. That's just how I feel. But I would never knock Kendrick's greatness. Kendrick is one of the greatest to ever do it. And All Right is one of those examples. It is that, All Right is one of those examples, man. Um, Kendrick lyrically, on this song, and at a time period in in the in the country where we kind of needed that, we kind of needed a song like "All Right." The video is the video is dope. The instrumental is amazing, and it's one of those songs, man. It, it just launches into another stratosphere when you actually really do listen to this whole body of work. Of course, "To Pimp a Butterfly" is one of those albums that people critically acclaimed and everybody loves. And this is one of those examples. You know, it's one of those examples. So I like the fact that this song continues to have a different type of legacy every time I hear it. You know, you hear the nuances through, if you listen to the beat, you know, the horns at the beginning and everything. It's just, it's it's a different type of caliber of song. And especially in this era, this is one of the, this may be the last real era where, you know, this may, yeah, this may literally be one of the last few songs where this shit actually made sense. Like, like music actually made sense because nowadays, I don't know what the fuck these niggas doing. So this might've been one of the last few songs that I'm like, this makes sense. Like this song is the best song that kind of concocted what the fuck that ever was for me. Like Kendrick's, the Kendrick's, the Drake's, the Nicky's, the J. Cole's, the Big Sean's, all the, this is one of the last few songs that I can really remember, reminisce on and be like, I remember where I was when this song came out and why I loved it so much. So yeah. And closing out this night with the 41st song that I have on my list. I'm going to the Midwest. I got to. Country Grandma, man. Nelly. Yes, sir. Now, for a lot of people, they probably have hiding here. Dilemma. Him and Kelly rolling. Hell, even ride with me. But I remember being a kid in 1999. And I remember seeing this video on Video Box. Music Video Box. Remember that shit? And I remember the box. And I remember when this video first. I remember when this song first became a hit. 
And I remember when I saw this video, and that beat came on, that hot shit, hot shit, oh, I'm going down, down, baby, oh, that shit was different, nigga, oh, you was like, what the fuck is this? Now, being from the South, they call you country, but this nigga was country, like, <laughs> this, nigga was, this nigga was country, I'm like, this nigga is different with it, yo, this is one of the hottest songs, debut songs I've ever fucking heard. Like, this has got to be top-tier greatness. Like, yeah, man. That nigga, that the fucking, him saluting St. Louis, the way he rolled into the to the game, man. You cannot knock that shit, bro. Like I said, it's probably one of the greatest, the greatest debut singles I've ever fucking heard. Like, still to this day, it still gives you that, like, where you was when you first heard it, like, it's a different type of caliber, bro. Like, Nelly was that dude, man. For a stretch of time in 99, 2001, 2, bro, that was nobody hotter than Nelly, man. And that dude, and this song was one of those examples. And Nelly still got hits that comes out here and there. He still got some shit. But this time frame in my life was different. And this was one of those examples. This song was so great. When he finally did drop the second album, his, I think it was... Uh, I forget what the first his first album was name, but I know his second album was called Nellyville. When he dropped that second album, I was ready to get that album. I was like, I gotta buy that shit. So yeah, um, but Country Grammar to me, just the way it came out, the debut of it, the way we we didn't know anything of this guy. Like at that time, we didn't know who he was, and then I know where, boom, certified fucking hit. Fucking platinum. I think this shit has already went. I'm pretty sure if it hasn't, it's probably going diamond probably next year. It is one of those songs that you just remember where you was when you first heard this artist. And you're like, man, I remember seeing everybody in the hood in St. Louis. His ass got the, the, the cars out, the red cars. He got the St. Louis. Jack, like, he was, it was a different type of caliber, bro. The, the arc, the arc in the back of the, oh, that shit was different, bro. So, yeah, man. So, let me go through this list one more time. Uh, 40, so we're coming in at number uh, 41. Country Grammar, Hot Shit, Nelly. Coming in at 42. Kendrick Lamar, all, all right, Kendrick Lamar. 43, Shook Once Part 2, Mob Deep. Excuse me. Uh, 44, Y, uh, Jada Kiss. 45, My President, Jeezy. 46, Moment for Life, Nicki Minaj. 47, uh, number yeah, 47, paid in full, Eric B and Rye Kim, 48, I Need Love, LL Cool J, 49, Dreams and Nightmares, Meek Mill, and 50 is the message, Grandmaster Flash, and the Furious Five. <sighs> Next time I will be doing this, it will be 40 to 31. Until then, hope you guys enjoyed this. Like I said, I ain't done. I'm just getting warmed up, man. I'll see y'all soon. Till next time. Go listen to them songs, man, and go enjoy the 50 years of hip-hop, man. We came a long way, haven't we? I'm Brandon Janu. Peace.